0: leads into one of my favorite scenes when he goes I knew says, this. as I was watching this I was like this is David's favorite scene this is my fucking Facebook status at one point when I I this knew
1: movie. it I fucking <laughs> knew it it's like it's like David just fucking went hard when uh he walks in and he confronts runner and he's like hey you gotta I need your me. help we're gonna I can't tell you what can't it, it is it is you you ask can't me about it later questions for some people <laughs> I finally watched
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. This is David. And
1: this is Alan. And I finally watched The Town.
0: I love this movie. I listened to a pretty like well-known podcast that did this movie and they did it really well. So I never really wanted to do it. And, but you wanted to do it and so I can't deprive you. And why would I want to deprive myself of talking
1: about a movie that I love? Um, well, hold on. It's not like I really wanted to do this but you mentioned it one time in like a passing conversation and this movie has eluded me somehow for so long i've seen it and i remember watching the trailers when it was like rolling out and i was like oh that looks interesting and i always remember the trailer like where he puts like the nun mask on and he tells the little kid like he puts his finger up to his is a uh, like fucking a amazing
0: trailer like one of the best trailers
1: and And it's like it's so funny how inconsequential that scene is to like the rest of the stuff, and it's like whatever, but yeah, the trailer really pulls you in, and it's not like I never had any what am I trying to say so it's not like I had any disinterest obviously obviously, but it's just I just never got around to it and um but yeah, so I sat down, watched it, and I enjoyed it a lot.
0: This is also like in the middle start of kind of the Ben Affleck run of like, Oh, this guy can direct because he did gone baby gone, which eventually will do. He then did this. And then two years later does Argo, which wins best picture. He yeah. does not get nominated for director, which is, I don't know how you give something best picture and then don't nominate the guy for director, but whatever. It um, and then he does live by night, which is honestly so bad. I don't understand how he was involved in it. Um, but then air came out this year and I've heard it's really great. I'm waiting. It comes on uh, Amazon in like five days from when we're recording this. It will probably have been on Amazon for a while by the time this airs, but <laughs> he's like a fantastic director. And it's so funny. Like I think about all the time now Extract. His small okay. part in extra. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And it's when you see him in that. It's like I don't know how you cannot love Ben
1: Affleck. Well, the other thing is too is like, yeah, he's an amazing director. But if you look back on um, Goodwill Hunting, right, and you have like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and they wrote the thing. They didn't direct it, right? But they they wrote it. You you think like it's it's such a like a down-to-earth type of film and their acting is just really really good and they're so young but they've done bad things in the future like <laughs> their future from goodwill huntings are are like past and present right um but like they've done bad movies uh both of them and it's just like i guess with acting and directing you don't quite know what your end project is going to be until it is right because there's so many so much crap that can be thrown at you in the moment but um but I, i feel like this is one where ben affleck got a lot of really talented people together and everything turned out well and the reason i say this the point that i'm getting to is i looked at the budget. So it's over, it's, a, it's only about thirty seven million dollars and a gross like one fifty something crazy like that, right. and like worldwide and I'm like this was so cheap in in like circumstances to do, but then Ben Affleck holds such a name in Hollywood, I wonder how many of his friends that ended up in the movie took like a pay cut and and all this to say that. It all worked out very well for him. But I'm not 100% sure that he's an amazing director, but he's probably just good. I mean, he's got
0: one, two, three, four, five movies, and four of them are
1: great. And
0: one of them is so bad (laughs) (laughs)
1: But see, that's what I mean. And maybe it's just that one is just like nothing worked out well. And the end product was shit because nothing worked out well. And he didn't get lucky with that one. Or it could be that's his usual. And he got really lucky with the other four.
0: The other thing is like, so Live By Night is a Dennis Lehane novel. That's the shitty one. The movie that is not good. It has him starring in it, L Fanning, Brendan Gleeson, a ton of people in it. And it is really really bad. We should we should probably move on from like from the from the shit talking part of it. Well, and also you talk about the budget of 37 million, so it's doubled from the budget of Gone Baby Gone, which was his debut um and stars his brother. I think the biggest like benefit to this movie too is a guy that you also probably don't like as much as me but Jeremy Renner being in it just, <laughs> he's like so great in it it's sort of a travesty that he was the only thing nominated from this movie
1: oh, because the movie's so good
0: yeah he was nominated for best supporting actor but like the script is really great uh yeah. i
1: think the directing is really great in this um, well, that's funny because actually I thought Jeremy Renner and I, you're right. I'm I'm not as big as a fan as, as you are of him. Um, but <laughs> he was probably the best part about this movie and I really enjoyed the movie. So that's really like a lot of compliments It's like, I really fucking enjoyed Jeremy Renner's performance in this and the charisma he brought to such like a low life character. Um, like his fucking smile. Like when they're sitting at the cafe, and uh, uh, Renner's character meets, meets her for the first time. And he's just like, the acting in that, like, I had to pause, rewind, bring Taylor into the room and explain to her quickly the plot. And I'm like, I know you really have nothing going on, but you got to see the scene. And where he like turns to him and he's like, oh, yeah, he's a workaholic. He loves bringing his homework with him. And then (laughs) his deadpan and then Ben Affleck's deadpan, but then turns to her, smiles a little. And then when he's leaving, he just fucking grabs his neck. I was like, oh, this is so good. Like, that's a that was just a really strong scene. And and Renner, like he carried that scene on his shoulders. And I was just like really blown away. I, I love the I love the next part where he's like,
0: "Let's just start fucking all the witnesses."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's let's start at the beginning. We've gave we've given our criticism, we've given our praises. So let's start. Well, well,
0: and and one last thing um, that I wanted to bring up about this is, you know, this is the first time I've watched this movie with like a little bit of a critical lens, and I couldn't help but notice the similarities to
1: Heat oh yeah interesting okay i didn't even think about it but yeah i see it which um i mean basically ben Affleck's
0: character is robert de niro and val kilmer yeah and then yep. and then jeremy renner is um he's kind of playing a composite of like uh the really fucking evil guy and then um
1: what's then, his name um, tom sizemore's character tom sizemore's character and then you have john ham who basically plays pacino but like <laughs> a real like doled out version of pacino and that's not criticizing john ham but no one can play pacino like pacino you know
0: yeah you're asking a bit much well and then the other movie that i got i got a feel of and i was thinking maybe that's just the boston connection but Affleck kind of has been quoted as saying that this was also an inspiration he said he the Friends of Eddie Coyle, which I have not seen, and then he said Mystic River. And I was like, this definitely had a Mystic River feel. Specifically, the scene in the interrogation room with Ham and Ben Affleck kind of reminded me of the scene with Tim Robbins in the interrogation room where he kind of just like has the <laughs> one up on them at the very end. And Ben Actually, Affleck has the one up on them you know, at the end.
1: Yeah, now that I think about it, make drawing comparisons to Mystic River is like um is like that scene with with uh well really anything with Blake Lively because all her scenes are just like really she's grasping at straws for like half of them like she's just trying to find her way to like be satisfied with her life but like Ben Affleck and the, the crazy comparison to like Ben Affleck and um becoming sober with her uh like her being renner's sister and all of this so it has this like really tight connection and even before the movie starts where he's you know tries to get out of this life of crime he's already become sober which already like from the get-go shows that he's trying to like make himself better so from renner but especially blake lively It's like this jealousy being like, oh, you think you're better than me. You think you're better than everyone else. But like, like I'm good too. And I was like, bitch, no, you're not. No, you're not.
0: When I first saw this movie, I was like, she's kind of the weak link of this movie. She's like playing this sort of unbelievable character watching it this time. I kind of completely disagree with that and think like, one, I've never seen someone who I think is so attractive in real life be so disgusting. It's yeah. it's like the trashiest character
1: in a movie that I've ever seen. But but I see what you're saying. You could almost like tell her like if her character was in a comedy, you'd be like, "Oh, this is funny." Because right. it's it's so extreme and it's she's so down and out in this. But the fact that she plays it dead serious and everyone else around her plays it dead serious it just makes it really fucking sad really yes no completely sad
0: uh let's get to the fun part let's get to these robberies i love the um (laughs) whenever you have in the beginning of a movie that's basically like the fucking opening title of like the there's one part of one city that's got the most bank robbers and the most car thieves like in the country and that's just charlestown I don't fucking care if it's true.
1: <laughs> Do you care if it's but true? Imagine imagine the people of Charlestown and then and then it's not true. It's like a big slap in the face to them. It has to be true, right? And well and I think the... I think I don't know. I believe this movie to be true, and I also believe that the people of Charlestown be like, Fuck yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're talking about like the Charles part fades away and it's just town left. Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And then it opens up with the robbery. And there are, I guess, what, three kind of major robbery action sequences. And I think I like the second one the best, but they get increasingly better, too. Like, the last one's obviously amazing. Um, But this first one is just, like, it sets up the movie so well. It kind of sets up the dynamic and the fact that, the you know, our protagonist is Ben Affleck, obviously. The antagonist mm. is not really John Hamm. It's Jeremy Renner. No, it's totally Jeremy Renner. And this movie sets it up so well with like, he's explaining the robbery. You know, this guy at 8.12 every morning delivers the money and he's like, we're not going to hurt anybody. But then Jeremy Renner's line of like, if they want to get hurt for $10 an hour, don't get in their way. And it's immediately like they all look at him like, what the fuck, this fucking guy.
1: Yeah, the, how quickly they label him as such an unhinged character is kind of amazing. And how almost everyone on the team is kind of scared of him in a way. Um, but the way they do that so quickly, I, when he walks into the gymnasium, or maybe it's like a ice rink without the ice, um, it he walks into that and they're just like, he's late, but... <laughs> None of the other guys want to say anything, but Ben Affleck's like, nah, you're fucking late. But they're just so scared of him. I think when the
0: one guy um, is like uh, McGloin or whatever is like, did you burn Did you burn a fucking like 7-Elevens on your way over here or something like that? <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't at least care too much.
1: No, but he only did that after Ben Affleck. Said something to him, which is like inspired them to be a little bit more brave around him. But it's just it's so interesting because then you as the audience are kind of scared of him. Like, oh, my God, what did he like? Like it sets up the cafe scene perfectly because it's like when he you're always worried that she's going to see the neck tattoo. She's going to connect the dots. She's going to run and scream. And he's going to be like, well, I got to pop that bitch right now. Like that sort of like that sort of mentality.
0: No, no, yeah, I agree. Um, the robbery is kind of planned out to a T, where basically everything goes right. Um, you know, they get the cameras and they cook them in the microwave. the 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 recordings,
1: the prep for this with the bleach and everything. My God.
0: Yeah, and then the um, knowing the exact time, knowing that she would could do a distress call, and then. Renner hits the assistant manager because he presses the alarm, but I think we find out later they're like, oh, it was pressed install too," which... Isn't that clear if Rebecca Hall did it? I thought that's oh, what they may have been. You missed it?
1: Where she like moves her foot. Does she do it? She Yeah, the, the panic button is on the bottom of the... You see it. It's on the bottom, and she hits it with her foot. So it's, okay. it's her. And you know... You as the audience 100% know it's her uh, if you pay attention. Uh, but
0: yeah, well, so it, I, there may be some stuff I missed in this because I've seen this movie so much, I did not feel the need to study it intently each scene, yeah. um, which is probably why she feels so bad later on for the system yeah, exactly manager why. she got his ass kicked for no reason. Like, I think that's why she I, quit, right? Yeah, I mean, she also just had some like PTSD from this. Like, she definitely had not gotten over what happened. Um,
1: Guilt and trauma. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> and then. Uh, Renner decides to take her as a hostage and Ben Affleck is kind of already like, oh, you know, I'm into this girl. Uh, So first sight
1: (laughs) with the Skeletor masks. Right. Um, So two two things that I want to talk about in that scene. The hitting of the head, revealing the tattoo. Mm -hmm. Right. Kind of stupid with as much prep as they they had throughout the whole thing. It's kind of like a like an oversight um, especially later on where you see them like washing down their bodies, like disinfecting everything, make sure there's no like loose skin particles. It makes it feel like a huge oversight with the with the tattoos. The second thing is that they really made Jeremy Renner like the most unhinged kind of guy. And you feel it too. And Ben Affleck knows it too. So when he walks back out and he sees her gone i was thinking my god did jeremy renner just like take her in the back to quickly molest her or something i don't think
0: that's where the movie was going yeah i don't
1: (laughs) um i think ben affleck
0: was like oh he's capable of anything so i need to figure out what the fuck's going on um yeah and i like mcgloin later on it's like are we fucking taking hostages now (laughs) like what are we doing or no, it was the other guy who said that, which I read somewhere that uh, the guy that plays Desi, who's like the uh, the phone, the guy that works at like the phone company or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah. was like a Charlestown guy that they found to like take on that part. Um, the one the one nitpick from the beginning of this is like, and I know it's trauma, and so that's kind of the explanation, but like how does she not recognize Ben Affleck's voice later on? I
1: mean, all don't they all sound the same?
0: Ben Affleck sounds like Ben Affleck, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, but he's not Ben Affleck in this movie. You mean all, like, Boston people? All Boston people.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and also, I had, like, a thought of, like, you know, Tarantino gets a lot of shit for his for his uh, feet in movies, but there's a lot of Rebecca Hall's feet in the beginning of this, a lot of focus on it. And I was like, you know, Ben Affleck doesn't get the same, uh-huh. same shit for that.
1: And I'll tell you why. Because she hit the fucking button with her foot. So it makes they show sense. It,
0: They it's... show it as she's walking in the water. I don't know. It's a lot of
1: close-ups. A lot of unnecessary close-ups. Well, so when I was watching this movie, like halfway, maybe not, maybe even before halfway, like thirty minutes, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna fall in love with her. Want to leave the life? They won't let him leave the life, right? But I think the part that makes this movie the most interesting, at least for me, the most interesting thing that I took away was this bank robber who does this to multiple people on a yearly basis is finally understanding his repercussions of what he does and how it affects his victims. And it's like, yeah, you go in, the money is insured. You don't kill anyone. You just, you know, beat up a couple people take the money and run. But then he's like, he finally understands that, that everything he's, been doing really hurts people like mentally emotionally and that starts to affect them and i just love that part i i don't i can't really think of anything off the top of my head that's kind of like that shows that as far as bank robbery movies go
0: yeah i mean i haven't seen them all but yeah one it's i mean it's because he just wants to fuck her um, and then falls in love with her. <laughs>
1: but you see through his acting that he actually feels remorse for his actions, you know? Yeah. I I love uh the
0: Ham introduction to this. I think he is really great in this, too. And I love when, like, we found the Van Torch. He's like, oh, where do you think? You know, they know what part of town did this. Um, yeah. And the, the scenes with her, you know, kind of establishing Ham and, and Rebecca Hall where he's like, you know, asking her questions. She's like, do I need a lawyer? And he's like, well, if you get a lawyer, you know, to me, that means you're guilty.
1: Which is
0: um, horrible advice as a police officer. It's probably, <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't want you to lawyer up because then they can't talk to you as easily. Um, and then, you know, his, he's doing the whole thing about how they need to clean the money. So they go to casinos and strip clubs. And, um, there's a lot of like, establishing of these characters in the beginning, a lot of like, you know, prologue basically type, type stuff before we get into the meat of the story, right? We have that bank robbery, but then we have, you know, we need to establish who Ben Affleck is. And they tell the, you know, this at least to me is something that just like rings true with people. But the fact that um the one guy McGloin starts telling the story about Ben Affleck's dad, it's like, oh, we just happened to hear that story. But, you know, these guys love to tell these fucking stories the whole time when he's like, or you know, all the time where he's like, they, he was facing 40 years and he tells him to suck a dick and just does his 40 like a man. Yeah. Um, it, You know that we get to finally meet Blake Lively. And then. Um...
1: Could you could you imagine though, spending 40 years in, in prison and then coming out with nothing because everyone and everything, you know, is gone. And and that's crazy, too, because Renner spent how many years of prison for Affleck? Nine? Yeah, he spent nine. Just nine years. That's all. Yeah, but see, that's, that's crazy to me. Like,
0: one year is insane to me. Well, he was being facetious when he said just nine years. He was like, that's actually a lot.
1: No, but that, I mean, there's other movies and there's people who genuinely are like, yeah, I'll just do five years and get out and just move, you know, just do crime again. Like, that's just part of their life. And I'm like, that's insane that's crazy by the no, way i, I look I,
0: I, I wouldn't want to do a day
1: so <laughs> i mean i could do a day i could do a week maybe i could do a year i don't know hmm. my point: <laughs> what kind of crimes can i commit to only get a year in prison
0: misdemeanors hmm, that's I jail guess.
1: jail jail is better um I looked it up. We have 418 people from Massachusetts that have listened to us. So I apologize for my comment about the Boston accent to those people and those people only. They know it's fucking trashy.
0: Um, <laughs> so the next scene is in the, uh, the. Dr- I was thinking about this when they, he goes to the dry cleaner and like my privilege is that I've never had to deal with that because just like, how much time out of your week that takes, right? You got to like put your shit in there and just sit there for two hours, like as it washes. And then as it dries, like um, an Affleck walks in and like automatically takes the free coffee. And the guy just looks at him like, you don't even fucking have any clothes. Like what are you doing in here? Um, But the scene, the scene with her is very sweet where he's like, I like to have a good cry in the nail salon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) I thought when you first talk about privilege, I thought you were gonna say I've 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 had the privilege of being a man and never having to been harassed by another man in a laundromat like she was with Affleck. Um, but you're just talking about doing laundry. I mean the the thing with that is like it's kind of creepy, right? Like he sits down kind of next to you and you're like, Hey, are you you doing laundry? Do you have change? And he's like, No. Well, it's like he's initially
0: it kind of goes to your point. Initially he's like I'm I'm not getting involved with her but then she starts crying and he can't help himself. You know, he's like got to like talk to her.
1: Well, cuz he knows that she's crying because of him basically, you know. No, yeah, absolutely. So um, he feels
0: guilty. So we get Ham tosses this guy uh, you know, break, you know, breaks into his breaks into his apartment. It's not breaking in when the cops do it, but you know, Bust this guy in his apartment, ask him, he's like, hey, you know, I can put you in jail, but I need information on these bank robbers. And the guy tells him like, hey, you know, they're getting to the security before they go in. That's all I know. Which, that's part of my nitpick in the end. Like the series of events that leads Ham to kind of catch them at the end is I think a little, could have been
1: written better. Um, it's kind of insane because they they know Renner did it before, like, the whole cusp of the thing, and this is kind of where I thought the movie was going to go, is that she sees his tattoo. She keeps that information close to the chest. But... She divulges the information that she knows to Ben Affleck, and Affleck is like, fuck. God damn it. And like, this is like the end. And the way he talks her out of doing it is so smart because he's like, and I was just watched an episode of succession where something similar happened, but it's just like talking about how, yeah, you should do it a hundred percent. You should do it, but you will but only this be is, known for this and your whole life will be uprooted. It's like, the, it's a scary thing to think about. You should do this, but here's a reason, here's a way you could not
0: do it. Right. Yeah. Like, so she doesn't get suspicious, but it's like, yeah. Um, so he goes out on a date with her and she's like, Yeah, uh <laughs> He's like, She's like, says something about his truck and he's like, Oh, we could fit you, fit your Prius in here. And she's like, How do you know I drive a Prius? And he's like, Huh? Oh, huh? What? I just, I just guess you look like you, you drive a Prius? But she's like, Yeah, it tells about the guys who like throw bottles at her and how it's like, Oh, she's not cool enough to walk through the towny, like the towny area.
1: And he's like, Yeah, cause there's, there's, <laughs> that's another thing. Street tough. What? There's, there's one two there's one group of guys that throw bottles down that street and and ben affleck knows exactly what two guys she's talking about there has to be more than just those two guys
0: well she he says what do they look like and so i think i mean he knows this area well it's a small little area so he probably does know who she's talking about but this is leads into one of my favorite scenes when he goes as i was watching this i was like this is david's favorite scene this is my fucking Facebook status at one point when I was I
1: knew name. it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. It's like it's like David just fucking went hard when uh he walks in and he confronts Runner and he's like, Hey, you got help. We're gonna I can't tell you what can't it, ask, is. it is. Hurt some people. Some he people. And he goes, Where's the keys to the car or something he like says, that? Yeah. He says, Whose car are we gonna take? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Say I knew and you knew ca- it verbatim, fucking loser. I wrote it down.
0: But that also just kind of establishes, like, the good qualities of Jeremy Renner's character, right? Because we've gotten this sort of hot-headedness, but, like, there's... Like a
1: blind this this loyalty?
0: Hot... Yeah, okay. the loyalty, right? Like, this loyalty that he has to Ben Affleck. To a of, certain like...
1: extent, because that's broken by the end of it, though.
0: He killed a dude for Ben Affleck, and all he wanted was for Ben Affleck to play house with the sister in The Shine.
1: Yeah, but his sister's such a whore, I mean...
0: <laughs> I mean, it's come not on my kid. it's don't, not my kid don't ask so much from a dude jesus i can't wait to talk about uh blake lively's lines to john ham when she's like my oh, mother my taught me God. that yeah. you're not
1: going to get a taste um, i mean it's like it's almost but what i was getting to before is with john ham's character it's you're right the circumstances makes the the movie makes it feel like John Hamm is a really fucking good detective, but like on closer inspection, he gets it all by like pure luck. Like his whole investigation goes by without a hitch because she's withholding the information about the tattoo and Ben Affleck and us, the audience are worried about, Oh my God, when is she going to find out? She's going to turn him in. She's going to say it, blah, 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 blah. But that never happens. In fact, they know it's Renner and his crew before, like right after she tells Affleck about the tattoo. So that has, that plays nothing into it.
0: Well, and one thing I wish I had done before we did this was there's an extended cut of this movie that's like 30 minutes longer. And apparently the first cut of this movie was like four hours, or then there was like a three hour cut. But I think the issue with the John Hamm's character is that every part of his investigation works. We never see the parts that really like don't work, right? So he like, he goes and. Beats up this one guy and the guy's like, oh, hey, you got to check out this, you know, the electrical box, right? Like, that's your kind of your hint.
1: And the guy has the guy has no dead ends.
0: Yeah. So and then he's like, they find Desi who works at Veracom. And he's like, every sick day he's taken has coincided with one of these robberies. And it's like, well, you now know for sure this is your guy.
1: Yeah. And then and it was so funny because I think Veracom is like our version of Verizon, right? Or, um yeah yes yeah. i mean
0: or the local yeah, it's it's more s- localized spectrum or something now. yeah yeah
1: and so they were like yeah and and the way he was like yeah your your guy wouldn't know how to do this unless he worked at at vericom and i was like oh fuck it but he works at vericom and there we go yep
0: well and this part is so much like heat right where they found they found tom Sizemore's character and then they start staking them out really yeah. the exact same it was like um, the
1: barbecue with them coming out of the dinner, out of the restaurant. Well, that was basically
0: like Fast and the Furious family. <laughs> um, we didn't even get to the part where, so Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck go and beat these guys up, and the Jeremy Renner's like, that's my brother, what'd you do? What'd you do to him? And the guy like says something back, and he shoots him, and he's like, there goes college soccer.
1: Is that your attempt at a Boston accent? Well, because I knew it. Soccer.
0: It it ended in ER, so I knew I could go soccer. And like I was Saka. like, that's as clo- that's as close he as, as it's getting the Boston Harbor. And then he shows him his face. He's like, "You see my face?
1: Well, I've seen yours too." It's like, "What the fuck, man!" Like, well, he's unhinged, absolutely, clearly, loose, loose, loose. But the 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 funny part about that, it's not really funny, but like funny weird, not funny, haha. But he's questioning the guy, and. Affleck is like, you can't ask me what this is. You can't ask me what this is about, <laughs> right? But he never guy. said, you can't Never ask this guy. And this guy has no fucking idea. But it shows that trust and that loyalty breaking with Renner and Affleck. Because he's like, he knows something's up. He knows this is like, why would my boy ask me to do this, right? So he's like trying to get it out of like someone on what's the up and up of the situation.
0: Yeah, well and the lines after this too, Affleck, they're in the car and Affleck's like, I can't kill people, and Jem says, Well, you brought me. As a Jim or Jem?
1: Well, it's actually both. <laughs> actually, I love that ex- I love that entire cafe scene. I-, I could find no fault in that scene. Cause even even that whole conversation, he's like, My name's Jim, but when I was in school, they were like, Wow, ain't he a gem? And it was just stuck. And I was like, man. A i like how sword. affleck tries to leave in the beginning
0: and jim's like it's almost like jim knows right the way it's written is almost like he well he he, he,
1: he knows suspected. oh you mean before she even came out of the
0: cafe well because he affleck's like we need to leave and jim's like sit the fuck down like we're not leaving you know what i mean he doesn't but the it's written almost like he does
1: well, actually, he thinks he does, right? Affleck thinks he's been tailing him because he's like, "Who are you following, me or her?" Because Jem cause has been wanting to 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 be the one that follows her, see what she knows, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it could have been either one. But then he's well, like, just- "No, I." T-
0: and Jem says, "I made the truck." He denies it, but yeah, you know, you don't know. But yeah, Ben Affleck, what Ben Affleck, at, at least yeah. thinks like, "Oh, you're full of shit." I do like there is one really cool moment after Jem is basically, like, "I'm not leaving. Sit the fuck down. We're staying." And Rebecca Hall walks out, and Ben Affleck looks at her, and kind of time slows down, and it's a slow mo, and it's basically he's like, "I'm getting in this one last like perfect moment
1: before everything gets fucked up." Yeah. Um. How did school. she not see Renner's neck tattoo coming into the, coming out of the cafe? Because he was sitting, he was sitting, he yeah. was sitting, ex- no, he moved. When she comes up, he moved to that seat where now he's in between them, but he was sitting in her seat, which is across from the cafe door. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure the film like, took. oh, care, he was wearing the- a hat. He was wearing a hat and I think he, he put it, um, something like that. Yeah. Something like
0: that. Um, before we get to the explode, like the argument afterwards, I do want to say there's like a scene where he talks about his mom and his, you know, she went missing and she just left and like, she didn't care about me. Um, she didn't want to be my mother anymore, which is like, has such a sad ending. Um, Yeah. And then we get the classic FBI scene going through the bank robbers with like, this is fucking straight out of The Departed with like, you know, Ham and Dino talking about them and getting laughs out of the people and like, you know, this and this guy. I do love the line about Jem where he, you know, he got manslaughter in nine years for, for killing a guy. And when the judge asked him why he did, he says, because I didn't like the kid, which is like, you probably get more than nine years at that point. Um, but I guess like he must have. He must have told them that he did it because the guy was going to kill his friend. And so that's why it got brought down to
1: manslaughter. I was going to say, that's just murder.
0: Yeah. I'd be interested to what their thought was in saying it was, man- I mean, it's manslaughter because you have to get him out of jail. So like, it can't be murder. Uh, oh, he pled down, right? Oh, that's why. Yeah. If he pled down, the prosecutor's like, oh, we can just get out of this pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then <laughs> another line, which I didn't say earlier, but he's like, You're sprung on some toonie pussy to the one person that could send us they give us to the feds yeah. uh is so fucking great. As he like
1: hits the table. Yeah. So good. So you get this entire backstory with the guys at the flower shop. Um their names are Fergie and I don't know Fergie's guy. The main guy.
0: No, Fergie's the main guy. Then Rusty's the other guy.
1: Rusty. Yeah, his name's Rusty. Okay. Well, you get the backstory of them. They're like the what? What would you call them? The fucking negotiators. The the. I
0: mean, they're the people that set up the jobs, kind of similar to uh, um, uh, John Voight's character in Heat. <laughs> yeah, they find the <laughs> <Yeah>. jobs. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You're right. John Voight. Yeah. John Voight was nicer for sure.
1: Yeah. So so they set this whole thing up with like the how they get their jobs and stuff like that, and then you have the whole thing like the progression. We, you know, we'll just kind of gloss over this because we could really spend a long time in this. But Ben Affleck is falling in love with Rebecca Hall, and he's trying to get out of the life. And he's like, "I want to move away. Will you move away with me?" And she's like, "Yeah." So you're you, she's obviously trying to climb out of this this Life of crime, he's been born into, and um, with the setup of like Fergie, Rusty, Jem, everyone like that, you know, the conflict is going to come with them trying to keep him where he's at, um, and then there's going to be conflict when he's trying to get out and they won't let him. And so, before kind of establishing that, Rusty and and um, Fergie, Fergie, thank you. Um, are kind of like the head honchos, right? They're like the crime bosses of the area. Um, You're you're thinking that he's kind of only going to have to get over Jem. But adding these two other characters is just really like up the stakes for the whole thing. Um, And then so when he does try to leave, you have these conflicting interests where he's going to have to go against Jem. He's going to have to go against Fergie. And he's going to have to go against John Hamm, who's, who's hot on his tail.
0: Well, yeah. And the other thing too is, so he, you know, we're, this is way far ahead. So we're going to back up in a second, but he's initially tells Fergie to go fuck himself, but then Rebecca Hall has found out that he is a bad guy. And so she no longer will be around him. And so because of that, he can't tell Fergie to go fuck himself because he can't protect her because she won't let him near her. So then that is why he has to go back. So that part is actually pretty well written.
1: Um, no, I'm not and saying it, it's not well written. I'm saying it, but I'm saying that's the stakes at the at the. I didn't the, say you. I didn't say you said it was not well written. No, nah, you made it seem
0: like you, you. No, I said other parts I think could have been more well written. I said that, and we'll get oh, to those. Okay, but I I wanted to talk a little bit at the, the end of the Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck conversation where he's like, I'm ready for the next thing. And uh, Affleck's like, I don't like the next thing because you got this guy with his pants tucked in his combat boots. I want the fat guy with his shirt untucked. Like, I don't want this one. And then Jeremy Renner's does the like, I just did nine years for you. Nine years, that's all. And he's like, I'm done waiting. And, I, you, you know, you can tell, like, the way Ben Affleck deals with that, that he's like, this is not the fucking first time that he's brought up the nine years and he's like, I have to fucking deal with this. And he does it later on when they get in the argument. He's like, I appreciate everything you've done for me, but it's like, I can't, you know, I'm not stuck to you forever. I'm not, this is not, I'm not indebted to you forever. I didn't ask you to kill that fucking guy, but you did it, but I'm not, you don't own me like from here on out.
1: I thought that was a really good conversation.
0: I like when he visits his dad. Like I like, You see the picture of his dad,
1: you see the picture of his dad, and you recognize that it's Chris Cooper. And in my head, I was like, Oh, he's gonna visit his dad in jail because I was like, There's no way they're gonna let a Chris Cooper cameo go to waste in a photograph. I don't know why you couldn't
0: like pay an actor, like, Hey, we're gonna pay you 10 grand to use your photo in a movie that you don't have to act in, but we just want it to be established that you're Ben Affleck's dad, but you have no scenes, and be like, Oh, yeah okay you want me to f- a photo in an orange jumpsuit yeah i can do that um but i like it you know his dad in jail all this time and has no like different view of this world he's getting in fights with younger guys he's like these fucking southie kids like you gotta deal with it and then ben affleck's like i'm thinking of taking a trip he's like oh you got heat and he's like Nah, not really he's like either you got heat or you don't like basically like if you don't have heat then just get, keep fucking robbing places basically like great life advice from this guy
1: so dumb uh, so stupid but but also, he says this thing where it's, um, uh, you probably know the fucking quote verbatim. Well, I, You got to give me more than that. They said a lot of words. <laughs> the one where, oh, that, well, it comes back up at the end. But he's like, I'll see you on this side or the other. Yep. Yeah, there you go.
0: This side or the next or this side, oh, or the this side yeah. of the other. Either one. Yeah, whatever. Either, either yeah. one. I think it changes. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good line. It was so good that they're like, we'll end the movie on it. You know, as he's yeah. in Florida. And,
1: like, we'll give it to two actors in the movie, Chris Cooper and Ben Affleck, is how good of a line it is. You know, this side of the other. Is the name Chris, of the, is the alternate title of this movie?
0: <laughs> no, I was going to say this side of the other for Chris Cooper might mean like this side of the bars or that side of the bars. Whereas for Ben Affleck, it's like this side of life or that side of death, you know? Oh, no, that's totally what it meant. Well, for Chris Cooper's, could have meant I'll see you in death or I'll see you now, but I think it does mean obviously the side of the bars or the others. It could have meant either, but for the other, it's like you know. I think eventually she'll travel to Florida, although like all
1: she has to go on is a fucking orange. It's a tangerine. <sniffs> no, I okay. No, you you're such an idiot. Do you not pay attention? He thought his mom because his mom had family in Florida in a town called Tangerine. So he leaves her Tangerine to tell her that he went to Tangerine, Florida. There's a, there's a town called Tangerine? I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's the dialogue in the movie. should have paid more
0: attention. Also, I don't recognize Fruit that well. They all, all those orange well, it's ones. it's not look... an
1: orange. It's like a little one. <laughs>
0: <It's>... <laughs> well, those could be like Tangellos. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Fuck he, it. Yeah, he
1: moved to Tangelo, Florida, you fuck. We are now at my yes, favorite a, action a... scene. I'm sorry. There's a Tangerine, Florida. It's, it's unincorporated community and it's by Mount Dora. There it is. That's like middle of the state. He was on water. There's lakes.
0: We're at the nun robbery. Um, one of the baddest ass 10 minutes in the movie. So, uh, cool. shoots the, you know, shoots the guard. Cause he's holding Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck's like, I fucking knew it. I Fucking knew it, and it's Ben Affleck is not mad because he shot him. Right, he's mad because he didn't want to even do this thing, and he knew right. it was going to cause a problem. And what's funny is the FBI guys had said previously, like it's now a rule on these trucks because of Ben Affleck's dad, that the guy in the the driver does not get out no matter what, and the driver <laughs> get gets out and gets fucking shot, and <laughs> Jeremy Renner over his maybe corpse, although the guy lives says you should have fucking known better or whatever, whatever he says. It's like, did you like dancing over this guy's grave? Although he got shot in the vest. So you like, you knew, you knew he's probably going to live. Um, I
1: like the camera work too, in this movie. Cause like the quick pans and stuff kind of makes you feel like you're, you're there in the moment. And especially since like, there's a camera in the truck when he's being held hostage, there's a camera outside with Renner. And so it's like, you, you're, you're just right next to the, to the action, right? You're right next to the, to the actors would um, you say it's great directing or you know it's pretty pretty okay um but the the cinematography is really cool and and especially the scene that i'm talking about is um when ben affleck is is being held hostage in the truck and they're like where's the driver and that quick pan into like the driver's seat and no one's there and then the quick yeah. pan back and he's like gun pointed at at Renner or the other way around. Yeah, Everyone's in Affleck fucking guy. mask. I don't know who's who. But uh but yeah, I thought that was cool. They all sound the same with
0: that fucking accent. Um
1: <laughs> Jesus I, Christ, David. I
0: love when the cops kinda corner them and like turn off the engine and kinda everyone looks at Affleck and he's like, fuck. And fuck is the go like everyone now knows and they just start shooting like these like high powered weapons and they get out. I love the switch car blocking the like the cops that was from good. being able to get through and that then they good. go and then the call to um ham who's like dino close the fucking bridge and then them knowing that's going in the trailer the br- them knowing they're going for the bridge and he's driving and then the guy as he gets over he's like that's fucking driving like ah it's just so cool and it's yeah. basically like it's basically like they went to if they get into charlestown it's like another country that they just can't even deal
1: with it's out of my jurisdiction. Actually, you know, what's crazy now that I think about it. That second heist is the entire trailer for the movie. Like they just took the second heist and made it and cut it up into the trailer of the movie because you don't really see, I didn't even know Blake Lively was in this thing until I saw her. You don't really see that. You don't really get any of that part. You don't get the first robbery with the skeleton mask. You don't get the last robbery with the, with the shootout with the armored car, but you get like, All the scenes with the nun masks and Ham going, close the bridges.
0: Uh, And then apparently the scene where they're at the second switch car and they look over and a cop is just sitting there and he looks at them (laughs) and just looks away. Affleck says that he talked to a former bank robber and that's based on a true story
1: that that guy told him. Oh, dude. If you fucking see four guys come out of a car with AK 47s and you're a beat cop and you're like, yeah, I'm letting that. Well, go. that guy's
0: old, too, right? Like he's near retirement. That's just that's a business decision right there. He's like, I'm not stopping these guys. Like I'm, not I'm doing 40s shit. away from
1: retirement.
0: <laughs> I am too old for this shit. Um, And then Ham comes in and he's he's got a great line because this is the not fucking around crew and this is not fucking around is, you know, now goes both ways. Yeah. And. Kind of gets into into dirty cop territory where he's like, find me something that looks like a print so I can get these guys in a room. Um, but it's sort of, you get a pass because everyone knows these are the bad guys. So we're like, I mean, they did do it. So, you know, um, I love... A good thing you became a lawyer and not a cop. <sighs> well, I mean, it just seems so fun in the movies. Uh, I I love the lines of, I'm trying to make this, you, you could tell. So the guy that talks to McGloin, the driver, that's totally like a real cop, right? The way he talks, like they got a real cop to do that part. And he's like, just read the lines, just read the lines. He's like, I'm trying to make this sound authenticious. And he's like, often what, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um And I love ham gets this little, basically, you know, block that he gets to do where he's like, you know, lucky for you that fucking guy lived. Otherwise, you know, this would end with you having like a paralytic put in your arm and, and you know, this would be an, a murder one. Um, and then <laughs> Affleck just to that in his like Mystic River moments, like, hey, next time you guys want pictures, you can do a little better than a barbecue. And he like explains to him what the antenna looks like, which pays off later when he tells him to uh, go fuck yourself, like, leaves him the note on the car, like, on his exact car.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even. Make that connection. But yeah, you um, right. And then he
0: looks over it. First of all, the stuff with Dino too, like telling about how like you live with these people and then you fuck them over. Um, but as he walks out, good luck with that print, Dino. Because <laughs> Dino says, we got your print. And it's like, it's such a, it's a trope in movies, but it's just like how it works. Like if the cops are still talking to you, they need to still talk to you. If they have you, they're not talking to you anymore.
1: Right. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, now that you're okay. So to be fair, I'm I'm telling you about the her foot hitting the thing and the tangerine stuff, but you're mentioning a lot of stuff that I miss, like the note on his car, and that's how he knows it's his car, and and um, the stuff with the print. So so anyway, the next the next big thing that kind of happens here is Ham tells. Claire about the whole thing and he knows that she's in a relationship with him. So he like shows her uh, all the other guys' picture and then pulls out Ben Affleck's picture in like the most dramatic sense and it's like, you recognize this guy? I think you do. Yep. And then right after that, Jem
0: tells Doug about the next job and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You're like, I'm I'm out of here. And this is you know, so the bank robbery is like my favorite action scene. I think this next scene is the best scene in the movie. It's Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner talking in front of the
1: fence. Yeah, oh, you're missing the cafe scene, but okay. The cafe.
0: <laughs> well, that's your favorite scene where he covers up the fighting Irish tattoo. Yeah, um, yeah. And Jeremy Renner's like, there's people I can't walk away from. He's like, shine. He's like, that's not my fucking kid. And he's basically without saying, like, your sister's a whore. Like, that could be
1: anyone's kid. It's not my kid. Um, I double wrapped the package when I did your sister. <laughs> I know it's not my kid. If I could do a
0: Boston accent, I would do the, you grew up here, same rules as I did. Um, But I can't, so I won't. Um, mm. And then Affleck, Affleck with the, you ain't letting me do shit. <laughs> Get that through your head. And then they fight and Renner. Renner pulls out a gun in the fight with his best friend, his brother. The guy he calls his brother, he pulls out a gun on him. I think I've been that's, who, that's who he is. But he's unhinged, David. Is he? Yeah. You know, now that you mention it,
1: yeah, it's maybe. starting
0: to make sense. Um, and then he says to him, he's like, "Listen, you're my brother. I appreciate everything you've done for me. You know, killing that guy, but yep. you're gonna have to shoot me, and it's gonna be in the back because I'm
1: leaving. So, so it's almost like he got away with it, right? He, he, he overcame the renner obstacle and then he's gonna tell fergie seems and i think he thinks that this is gonna be an easy task he's just gonna tell fergie and rusty hey look no hard feelings i'm done i'm not doing this job you can give it to renner i don't think that's good i think it's gonna blow up in everyone's faces but like i'm i'm done and then of course they're like you're not done i'm not giving this to them without you And I'm not letting you go or we're going to threaten your girl. We're going to threaten you. And then he tells a story about his mom, about how she didn't run away, uh, run away to Tangerine, Florida, but she killed herself. And then his dad was too chicken shit to tell him that. And I think that is the saddest fucking part of the movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is really good stuff. You know, he's like, you know how you, uh, He's like, you can either do it the the chemical way or the, you know, whatever. And he's like, I did it to your dad the chemical way. He's like, you're, you know, you were looking for a suicide doper. If there's a heaven, she ain't in it. Um, because right before this, the lines between Pete Postlewaite and Ben Affleck are so fucking good. And Ben Affleck's like, who the fuck do you think you're not, you are? You're an old guy with a fucked up face.
1: And also, like, wasn't there a um, metaphorical, like, connection that he was making to... People come around here with like lost dog posters. Oh, no, no, no. He lot. Never mind. Never mind. I got a I got a different story from the past mixed up. But anyways, yeah, the way he breaks it to him, he's like, oh, yeah, I see you coming around here when you were younger with like lost posters with your mom. And he's like, couldn't tell you then, but I can tell you now. And I'm going to clip your nuts like I clipped your daddy's. Um So he goes. So wait, to- is that like that's not metaphorical. That's he actually castrated the dude.
0: No, it's metaphorical. He killed it he killed his mom by getting her stuck on you know stuck on drugs and she killed himself and that's the way he got to him. Your daddy was trying to start his own thing, and I took out his wife because of it, and it fucked him for the rest of his life.
1: I thought he actually chemically castrated him, also on top of that. And
0: you're saying I missed a tangerine, so uh you gonna miss that. He goes to Claire. She talked to the, you know, the FBI talked to her and she's like, I came to tell you. And she's like, what the night you fucked me Um, and gets her to leave. And like I said earlier, the clarist knows the florist knows about Claire and because he can't be around Claire to protect her. And as he leaves Claire, Rusty puts a, uh, a little like funeral arrangement on her, on her post as he's like standing there. So he goes to the florist and he's like, all right, I'm in. But if anything happens to her, if I think anything will happen to her, I'm going to kill you both in your own shop, which is also just another really good line. Then also the scene with Claire where he's like, you know, I just want to talk to you. And he's like, just give me two minutes. I'll I'll tell you the truth. And she's like, how can I believe you? And he's like, because you're going to fucking hate the answers. But then all the answers were fine. Like there was no real bad answers. Um, it's like, how many, how many banks have you robbed? He's like six. Have you killed anyone? No. Um, and he's like, <laughs> with this one speech, he basically, like, wins her back, sort of.
1: Kind of. You know, if, Not if, if really, I... Not really, actually.
0: He doesn't... I mean, in her, in her, like, heart, right? Because you can tell at the end when she kind of warns him, you know, you, it'll be one of my sunny days. Um, that's her way of telling him, like, I, I actually kind of forgive you and I'm actually, like, still love you. Um, and then I wrote right after this, I was like, all right, final robbery. But there's, like... 10 minutes of setup still to this final robbery we get from the florist that they're going to take down Fenway park. Um, they go heist. Huh?
1: Robbing Fenway park. Like Jesus.
0: Yeah. After a four, a four game homestand with the Yankees, like so much fucking money, as they say. And I like when they go to, (laughs) they go to Fenway for no reason. Like that doesn't help them at all. (laughs) They just go to a baseball game. But I do like, uh, uh, ben Affleck asks uh, uh, Jeremy Renner, so how long do you think before Rusty kills this inside man? And Renner's like, he should have picked
1: better horses. Um, I hate to say it. That, that goes over my head. Really? Wow. So the reason they strain. haven't... The guy that
0: lets them into Fenway Park... There's a guy that opens the door for them, lets them into Fenway Park, yeah, and then yeah, they go back and have. Yeah, a sh- yeah, 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 So that's the guy who he got into a gambling debt with the florist. So that's ah, how and the that's how he got repays sh- it. Yeah, and so then he's like, "How long until you think the florist kills that guy?" And Jeremy Renner's like, "You should have picked better horses." Got it.
1: Okay, makes sense now.
0: While this is happening, and this is when I can just say that this is like the part where I just think things are t- too fucking convenient. So Ham just decides to hit on Blake Lively and like he like sort of hits on her. And then basically is like, I know Dougie and I know that you're a drug runner and I could take your daughter away, but just sort of walks away and like leaves that. But then she goes to talk to Aflac because she finds out about the necklace he bought the other girl, Rebecca Hall. And she's like, I want a necklace. I want to leave with you. We're leaving with you. And he's like, no, you're fucking not get the fuck out. Kicks her out. And then she just so happens on the morning of this bank robbery that Renner has been stupid enough to give her all the details of for no reason, she gets in a car accident and then tells on them in the nick of time so that they can be outside to stop it. It's just so fucking convenient and like could have been written better.
1: But how crazy is it that she did this to get revenge on Ben Affleck, but also simultaneously completely throwing her own brother under the bus. Like she literally, kills, she kills her brother. Like literally, I was going to say like literally signing his death warrant. Just why? Cause. Well, ben and Affleck's if, getting some, 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 on the side. I mean, I, uh, yeah, you're, well, I'm, she, I,
0: she does it to, save her kid I guess because they're like your kid is now going into the foster system but if she was smarter she would have known oh they're going to come out of this with millions and we'll just get a lawyer to like help get my daughter back (laughs) I mean like if she actually wanted her daughter back she could have like fucking cleaned up her act a little bit Um, but no 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 instead I'm going to just have Jeremy Renner get killed there you go also, this is the classy line where she's like, "Gotta chase the rabbit if you want the tail," and I was just like, "My mama told me that." I was like, "Wow, it's great. That's great." Maybe,
1: maybe you shouldn't have your kid. Uh, yeah. What makes a mom worse? A druggie that keeps their kid or knows when to give it up? Well, you should watch Gone Baby Gone.
0: Um, and then there's uh, another scene before the robbery where, uh, Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck are talking and. Affleck's like, Hey, you need to have like a parachute. And he's like, what am I going to go down to fucking Margaritaville? He's like, listen, I ain't going back to prison. If we get jammed up, we're holding court on the street, which is basically like, I'm going to kill. And it's what happens. I'm going to shoot as many cops as I can until I
1: get shot in the face. Yep. Yep. Beep, beep, beep. So we have the whole, uh, Fenway thing. And I kind of just want to just go through this real quick. Cause not much happens until like they're, they're, uh, trapped in the garage. But they get in. They're dressed as cops. Affleck and Renner. They make it all the way to the vault, basically, and then they trick the cops that are there to think that they're cops. But then, like, they and they're and that one cop's face, so he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh, that was dumb of us." Like, we should just shot them on sight. And then all the information. Well, the one
0: the one cop pulls the, either their copper security guard. I think it's a security guard. Pulls his gun and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he
1: immediately puts it down. It's like, oh, you, you, yeah, stupid. Stupid. And then the other two guys in the vault, uh, like the amount of information they knew about them. is like, we know where your wife is. Both of your wives are named Linda's. The Linda's, Linda's and want you, you don't, to open the door. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And so they get the money. They tie everyone up and they just walk right out of there. And I, like, I, you, like you said, I love the convenience of it.
0: I love the decision to not show the cop. So John Hamm goes and talks to Blake Lively. We don't even see her tell him what's happening, but we know it happens. And then you have the rest of this is them going through the bank robbery, getting all ready. And then Ben Affleck, like a sixth sense, starts like looking around and realizes it's way too quiet around here. Like there are no workers in this area. And he looks outside and all the cops are there. Like we knew it was going to happen, but the the decision to not show it until like, Right now, like when it goes down is really really good and i I love the part where they freak out the uh the armored truck driver starts shooting at them, so they just shoot in his car until he drives through the police <laughs> like it's such a like cool little part.
1: I don't even know like I mean they basically use the dude as a battering ram is what they essentially did, yeah, yeah, take out a few
0: um and Then they throw in some flashbangs and Dez stands up and apparently they filmed this like two ways. One was a lot more bloody, but Major League Baseball was like, nah, don't use that version. So they had to use the one that has like almost no splatter.
1: Oh, the MLB actually had a comment on it?
0: Yeah, because they filmed at Fenway, the MLB had some like, it just, the ability for them to make this happen is like, one of like the greatest parts about this movie to like to have this final shootout in parts of Fenway. Like the only way it'd be crazier is if they were like running through the fucking infield is like the swatter chasing them down. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> the ability to use this location is so awesome. Yeah. Um, and then Glonzy decides, Hey, I can take a pinch. So I'm going to drive out. You guys go out the side They're They're looking for EMTs. They're not looking for cops. And it's like, dude, you're going to die. And he does. Immediately, die. He does, and at the exact time as you think Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner are getting away, a random cop walks up to John Hamm and he's like, "Yeah, so it's weird." The security guys say that they were robbed by cops, and it's like, okay, so convenience again, right on time. John Hamm gets another little clue to know who it is, and he sees Renner carrying a bag which looks suspicious as fuck, and the shootout with Renner's is, is is so good. And I love the part where he's gotten shot. He's behind the mailbox and he's like bent over and he just sees a random drink and grabs it and like takes a bunch of gulps out of it. And then he's like, it's, that's basically his last meal. And like, he knows it. He's like, I'm going to stand up and get shot because I'm not fucking going
1: back to jail because it would be for the rest of his life. He's also out of bullets. Right. He's out of bullets. He grabs both of his guns. Like he has full ammo, which he does not. He comes out and he's like, I surrender. Holding the two guns like he's about to take everyone out and there's boom, 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 because boom. it's all the uh, it's all the boss. It's all the local PD just fucking taking it, taking it out on them.
0: You know, they shoot him so many times after he was already dead,
1: like two Every in the time. face.
0: He's dead. And then they just riddle
1: his corpse with bullets.
0: And then you see Affleck watch this entire thing and then he drives away. Ham looks at him as he drives away. is sort of like a little nod, but obviously he didn't know who it was. And this is my favorite scene with my favorite uh, line where yeah. he's like, Rusty, we, 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 I got to tell you something. <laughs> Why do you lean in? He shoots him in the head. He goes to the back. The florist has a gun, shoots him a few times, and then he leans over and he says,
1: remember who clipped your nuts for you as he shoots him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was going to end where he and and the florist face off and they shoot each other dead. And I thought that's how it was going to end. But so that's how it... the
0: novel ends. And the that's studio how the wanted, novel ends? The studio wanted them to end it the same way. Yeah, he apparently gets shot. And as he's dying, uh a la Marathon Man, he walks all the way to Claire's house and dies in her arms. Um, which... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense because obviously the FBI is going to go to Claire's like after this, like John Ham's going to go over there. Like, so I don't know how he made it there, but you know, with timing, whatever. Um, and then that, yeah, this is when we get the scene where he calls Claire and I want to. So meet wait, him. who
1: who wanted this ending? The studio? studio, yeah. But Affleck was like, no. Yeah,
0: and that's oh. the kind of that's the kind of juice that Affleck has. That he told him to fuck off.
1: <laughs> well, the other juice that that you mentioned earlier is the fact that I'm pretty sure that. The only way they got Fenway was that Ben Affleck is like the most famous guy to come out of Boston in the movie business. Oh, it's like yeah. I mean, Damon a little bit too. Uh, right, yeah. but but I, I thought you were going to
0: mention. I thought you were going to mention Tangerine Juice again. So.
1: Oh my god! No, listen. But like, I could imagine a conversation between Fenway and, and Affleck being like, "Guys, I'm want of <laughs> use." That was good, right? That's not bad.
0: No, <laughs> How, that would have been better as um, my cousin Vinny. That's what you said. I'm like, <laughs> uh, so he's looking at Claire as the FBI is at her house, and he's like, sh- and she's like, "You should come over," and he like kind of gets sad, like, "Oh, she was going to sell me out," but he then says, "Okay, I'm going to come over." And it's kind of, I, you know, he had already seen the cops were there. So when he's like, he's like, should I come, should I come over? And it's either a test to see like, is she going to try and sell me out? Or is she going to warn me? Like, does she still love me? Or, and I think a lot of what he does at the end of this movie is to protect Claire from like being, you know, charged and convicted of a crime for aiding and abetting. Yeah. So he's like, okay, yeah, I, you know, do you really want me to come over? And she says yes. And he's like, "Okay, I'll be over in an hour." And then he says, "I'll be over in an hour" because that gives him an hour head start. Although John Ham is like, "I still want you to scour the city." And then she says, "Hey, I really want you to come. You know, it'll be like one of my sunny days." It's like her kind of forgiving him, or like you know, saying she still has saying she still has feelings for him. Um, and so it's like. That's a nice little moment. And then he also leaves the go fuck yourself on <laughs> on John Ham's
1: like but back that's, windshield. Yeah, but it's only he knew that John Hamm would only see that after the stakeout for like the hour, right? Yeah, but it the point of it
0: to me is one, to tell him to go fuck himself in like a I one but also so he knows, Hey, I came, I saw you guys, so she didn't warn me. That wasn't a signal. Cause when, but it
1: doesn't matter. He knows she warned him.
0: Well, he does. He says sunny, you know, the sunny days thing declare. And he's like, Hey, you know, we're a national organization. Like, Hey, we'll, we'll find him no matter what, which is, is true. But I imagine like the FBI in Florida isn't exactly like looking out for this guy. Right. They're not like 24 seven trying to find Ben Affleck. It's like, they see him, they see him. um, but he leaves the note so Ham knows, like, hey, I was here. I saw you guys because you're so fucking obvious that a six-year-old could see you. So it's like she didn't warn me.
1: Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. All I got to do is just send Tommy Lee Jones on the case, and they can wrap this thing up real fast. Mm, topical. I um I did also
0: think this is something I never noticed before, but he's in this house looking over at Claire, and there's this photo in the back. Mm-hmm. Of this guy, and I think it even says, like, McRae on it. And I was like, I don't know who that guy is. And then later, when, when Ben Affleck gets off the bus, he gives a head nod to a guy, and it's the guy in the photo who's a bus driver. So it's like his uncle or cousin or somebody in Charlestown who, like, helped him get out of the city. It's like this very subtle thing. So you're saying that's, like, thing.
1: that's how he got the bus jacket and the hat and everything like that? Yeah. From a connection. And then he takes an Amtrak train out like once. One thing before. uh, (laughs) uh, One thing I want to just mention real quick before uh, we give our final thoughts is. um, When all the commotion is happening with the Fenway and everything like that. um, Dino, who's had like a deep connection with the crime in that area, because I guess he was what undercover, right? That's what they implied. Or he grew up in that area. And then became a cop. Yeah, maybe. But um, uh, some guy, like some rando guy was walking down the street. They're like, they got rusty. Or they got, they got, yeah, they said they got rusty. They got him. And it was just almost like, like they knew. And not only did they know, but it was like, I love how it's like the local crime boss. They got him sort of thing. Yeah. Like someone who is not to be messed with, someone fucking killed him so my final nitpick for this movie
0: is that he leaves a shit ton of money for Claire and she uses it to build up like the ice rink in the area. Yeah. And then it's left as an anonymous gift in the name of this really famous local bank robber's mom.
1: <laughs> but I mean, is it is I know she, I know he's a famous local bank robber, but she, uh she died when he was super young. I mean, I think it's just obvious that the money came from... She should have put it in her maiden name, is what she should have (sighs) done. I guess. I don't know. And then the tangerine, which you missed, but that's where he is. And then he's grown a beard, and he's living in, like, the Outer Banks or some shit like that.
0: I think you said near Mount Dora, so... um... apparently in one part of the movie, there's like a shot of a TV and it's playing a scene from heat. I know I've never noticed this. So I like saw the that 10 times I've seen it. So I, I missed that. it this time. Cause I wasn't paying attention. Wow. I and... just needed to
1: watch it one time and I caught
0: all this. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know who fucking Fergie was though. Um, so Chris Pine was considered <laughs> from for the black eyed role- piece? Chris Pine was considered for the role of Jem, and John Cena auditioned for the role of Glonzy, which I would have hated.
1: It um, would taken me out of it.
0: Yeah, I uh, and then I also read somewhere that uh, Casey Affleck told Ben he should hire Jeremy Renner because he was in the assassination of Jesse James. So um, this is not a perfect movie, but it's a fucking awesome movie. It's fine. Um, it's really well directed. Well acted, well written. It's it's just it's great to like force you to watch a movie that has like you know this Ben Affleck direction that you just have to give props to, and then this Jeremy Renner
1: acting that you just have to acknowledge is great. So I'm pretty happy with today. How do you think a Batman movie directed by Ben Affleck would have turned out? I mean, better than the <sighs> than what
0: than the Batman v Superman better.
1: Yeah. But it was actually supposed to be the, the, it was supposed to be him instead of Matt Reeves, but I don't think anyone could have done it better than Matt Reeves.
0: Still haven't seen it two years from now. We'll do an episode on it. Yeah.
1: Well, look as, as much as, as I've been avoiding this movie or maybe it's been avoiding me, but I actually really liked it. It was fun. I mean, it's just one of those where you just can't look too deep, but just have a good time watching it, which is what I did. And I think, uh, I don't know, man, maybe I really like Renner in this. Maybe this movie kind of changes my perspective on him. So
0: now we got to do SWAT. Oh, man, this just opens up a whole whole world. We got to do TAG at some point because that was also filmed like, in atlanta when we were there at the i was there lived around
1: i was in I the know. mall while they were filming it i was kicked out of the mall because they were like are you in this movie and i was like what movie and they're like now you have to leave yeah there's
0: just so many so much runner that's going to now be on the pod so well thanks for listening to another episode
1: of i finally watched this is david and this is elan and i finally watched the town